right, welcome to No Quarters, episode 116. Wow, it's a motherfucking video game podcast. <laughs> it sure and is. And it's also... It's also the Fodies. The Fodies. For 2020. Everybody we took our loves time, but we have arrived. Mm-hmm. We figured 2020 wasn't over until now, maybe? I don't know. Oh, it ends tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well... Needless to say, we've had a lot going on. Why? Because we wake up tomorrow and it's the beginning of 2020 all over again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Groundhog Day rules. Yeah. Shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I. I mm. Yeah. Yeah. We were holding out hope. We were like, hey, maybe we'll all record together. And no, not not yet. Not anytime soon. No. Actually, yeah. you know, if if we could time warp to the beginning of 2020, I feel like I could do a lot of good. I mean, I don't know if people would listen to me out on the corners with the sign screaming like, fucking pandemic's coming! <laughs> Get indoors! No, of course they wouldn't. No, no, I mean, I know qualified people are doing it on TV now and people start listening, so... But, you know, whatever. It'd make me feel a little bit better. But there would be pictures of you that we could post on social yeah. media and go, wow, this guy was fucking right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I would have bought the right stocks at the time. Mm-hmm. That's all the stock talk we'll have tonight. Anyway, I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Harlow? I don't know. What, what order do we go in? It doesn't matter, <laughs> as long as someone talks. Okay. We've only and done this for 10 years. It's cool. It's hard without a table. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it is. It is We're so just hard. Harlow, I'm Mackie, I'm BJ, and I'm Chuck. Yeah. Okay. Well, also, like, the Zoom is different from yeah. yes, it's different the, uh, the broadcast. It's different so based on who joins just... at what point in time. So Look, yeah. nothing you makes know any who sense. We are if you're here. <laughs> nothing, everything's chaos. If you're not, you don't care. And, yeah. And if you don't, you just write us and we'll tell you. Yeah. We'll, we'll send you personalized yeah. sound files. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so as you can tell, this is not going to be our normal Fody episode anyway. Because nah. normally we have a whole bunch of categories, all sorts of stuff. And just, no, not this time. Nah. We have a top five and some honorable mentions. Yeah. GTFO. We're done. We might talk about last generation consoles if we feel like it, but... Yeah. yeah, we'll see how long we prattle on about this bullshit first. Because my God, if I had to sit down and think of what the best DLC was in 2020, I would just go, "No, I quit. I can't." Well, I mean, you everything because I didn't go outdoors. <laughs> everything was DLC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, DLC just isn't what it was anyway. No. Every game Every- has it, yet it's not anything special. It's all it's all as a service now, so. It's just a uh, season pass update yeah. or a season update. Yeah, not even yeah. wanting to be contrarian, but we'd have an easier time doing shittiest DLC of the year. Like when when a Far Cry game comes out, it's like, well, that was shitty. <laughs> they just <laughs> penciled in some bullshit. And, <laughs> and you know, yeah. and I'm still, I will still buy everything for Far Cry 6. I don't I, think I, I will. I will. I think I'm over I, the, I, you know, I, I think like enough time had passed between four and five where I kind of forgot about it. Like that mm-hmm. Far Cry DLC was generally kind of shitty. I mean, not I never played games. Force DLC. Yeah, so I never did I go back to the Yeti one because they waited a long time for that to come out. Actually, no, yeah. I take that back. I did finally go back in my last playthrough and do the Yeti stuff, but I did not, previous to playing reverse chronology Far Cry's, play that DLC. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess we'll just start with honorable mention pile, just things that didn't make the top five, but you feel are worth more than some of the other garbage that came mm-hmm. out. Sure. sure. Something worth talking about. Mm-hmm. I'll go first since mine is <laughs> okay. the most boring and disappointing. Cool. <laughs> All right. My honorable mentions are going to be, uh, 
one will be honorable and one will just be a mention of something. Um, <laughs> They're both honorable and mentions. Yeah. So I'm I'm pre-breaking the rules for this year uh, in preparation for next year oh, because right. next year we are probably not going to do a favorite games released in 2020. It'll more likely be um, favorite games that we played in 2020. Yeah. I kind so of, I just want to. I forgot it for us to go off on that little rant when we first started, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, here it is. Yeah. So here it is. Um, the line between what was released in what year has been ever blurring, especially with essentially five consoles right now, plus PC gaming, plus computer gaming, I yeah. should say. Mm-hmm. Plus then um, further fracturization because you've got like, oh, it's only on Epic Store. Oh, now it's on Steam or now it's here and it's... You know, right, exclusivity yeah. and stuff. Like, I still um, refuse to sign up for an Epic Store account just because I'm like, I do not need another place to put games. Like, the ones that have forced me into it, like EA and Ubisoft and all that, mostly for free games, I will allow. But You can get some free games on Epic, I, too. I understand that. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I'm literally <laughs> I find, at the point of, like, I, I honestly refuse. I feel really weird not just, like, starting an epic account and just getting all those games because it's a lot of games dude it absolutely is but and i should be doing it but i just i don't know why i don't (laughs) i can't explain it one of the funny things i find about that and about like people complaining about that these days is it used to be like every game was a separate launchery thing and now people are like well i don't want i don't want three storefronts that's too many goddamn storefronts as opposed to like you used to have to like put a disc in for every separate game you wanted to play or you know that's why malls died it's it's weird to look at all the storefronts i think it's it's weird and i'm not like more of a frustration just because it's like if you don't use them all the time you you could forget the password or then you get that like oh no this thing has been breached and then you're like fuck did i use the same password i used everywhere else and you know it's just mm-hmm. i just don't care enough i'm not i hardly play games on my pc enough as it is much less like oh well like i gotta open up a whole new batch of games like i've only played 10 percent of my steam library so far uh, you know, yeah if that you're lucky you're I'm, up to 10 percent well you know i'm, guessing, <laughs> I'm at like I'm half a percent <laughs> So, but yeah, I, it's, like it's just a weird, a, a weird thing to me. And it's, and it's weird that there are three, four major game storefronts now and that there's weird exclusivity timing and there are five consoles, six, including PC, six platforms, we'll say. Yeah. And all of that combines to, it's just getting harder and harder to say what a game is what year a game is released in. Cause mm-hmm. like if it gets released on the fucking DS and then a year later gets a PC release, but nobody plays it on the D on the DS, then, you know, which one counts more? So right. In, in sort of in the spirit of that, or the things that I, are you know con- continually coming out from the Wii U library, cause nobody had a Wii U, <laughs> you know? So right. it's like, these things are kind of new to most people yeah. cause they never had the thing to play on. That and, you know, you have early access games. I mean, it shouldn't count, but like a lot of the early access games are basically totally finished for like a year before they're officially released for whatever reason. And so a lot of people would be like, what? That just finally actually came out? Holy shit, I played that a year ago. You know, like Star Citizen has been in early access for seven years. It is never coming out. It's never going to have a release date. Mm -hmm. So it will never make it on a, you know, on a FODI list if we stick to the rules. So um, in the spirit of that, I'm going to jump off here by giving mention to uh, Elite Dangerous, which I like of all the times that I've 
of the times that I've played Elite Dangerous, this year is the one that I think I played the most of. Um, and that game scratches an itch in a way, like for for space, in a way that I just like cannot find with another game. It's mm-hmm. it is ninety nine percent relaxing space trucking simulator and one percent panicking because somebody's trying to fuck up my <laughs> relaxing space simulator time. And um, and I love it. I put like I put a few hundred hours into Elite Dangerous this year, um, and it's it's good. There's a and there's about to be another big content update coming soon. Uh, the Odyssey expansion that is something that would qualify for a for a DLC award if we ever do one again, possibly. Um, but also the Horizons expansion. I got that this year, and um, and then they gave it away free because odyssey is coming up and they kind of require horizons for odyssey but um it's awesome you get to land on planets you get to do crazy things with your ship so elite dangerous definitely gets a big nod uh mm-hmm. in my book if you love the space you should play that video game and then i want to talk about my thing that's a mention that's not really honorable which is <laughs> red dead redemption 2 i still have not managed to make myself finish that game Wow, and I I can't I can't bring myself to fire it up. I I was gonna play it because I wanted to finish it over the holidays. Realized I hadn't downloaded it on my Xbox Series X, and then was like, okay, well I'll just play another game while I wait for it. And I just never went back to it. It's been since Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I just man i just cannot <laughs> like find yeah. find it in my heart to finish that game yeah i keep wanting to um be on the series x with no load times and all that stuff but i just can't i, I don't know what it is but i just keep not not being up for it for whatever reason yeah just can't find it in my heart to to make the rest of that game happen when mm-hmm. maybe one day yeah so but those I, are that's all you got yeah, those are all of my all of my minchies. Yeah, I feel weird in that like I had more time to play video games this year in the beginning at least and then just didn't <laughs> like for whatever reason or I just kept playing the same shit over and over and never really got super dedicated to playing a bunch of new stuff, you know, and it's I would think that Neo 2 would have been the one where I've been like, "Yeah, man, let's do this." But it ended up almost like early access games are because I that's a complaint a lot of people who play roguelikes have about roguelikes that came out of early access is they're too fucking hard because everyone who's been playing them has been playing them for a year and they know all the tricks and they know how to do everything and so when it comes out the normal person's like oh cool I'm gonna pick up this game and then it's like no this game's gonna kick you in the dick and then it's gonna step on your dick and then it's gonna cut off your dick and you're not going to have any fun. And that's kind of how Neo 2 or felt. A dick. Yeah. Or a dick, which is also fun to have, but you know, but uh, yeah, nice Neo to... 2 is like that. It's like everyone who mastered Neo 1, they're like, all right, here's a real challenge for you guys. And that's like half a percent of who played it. And uh, people like me were like, yeah, I beat the game. I beat the DLC, but this is too fucking hard. Like this is not fun anymore. This is just like, punishment trying to play and that was a real that was a real bummer you know and i'm i'm still (laughs) i'm still disappointed that it it 
it was that bad because like, you know, Neo one is one of my top five of the generation for last generation. And this one is not even going to take my top five of this year. So it's a bummer, but, uh, it did lead to me deciding to go down the resident evil rabbit hole and, uh, getting all thousand points in resident evil one and streaming all most of it. Not all of it. Some of the later runs were just garbage. Like you wouldn't want to watch some of those things, like trying to run through with just a knife and all that. But it let me get to Resident Evil 2 Remake, which I guess, you know, if we still had the... Uh, <laughs> if, if we're going by our new category stuff, uh, this would definitely be up there because it came out 2019. But man, that remake is everything I wanted like a Resident Evil game to be. Like it is just fantastic from top to bottom. And yeah, that, that would be the only one that I would put as an honorable mention. And it's not even 2020, but I don't care. I played it this year and I would... It's one of those games I'd be like... I can recommend this to anybody. And it's kind of a bummer that Resident Evil 3, the remake, wasn't as good. And somehow, like, despite the game focusing entirely on having Nemesis in the game, it just didn't work as well as Mr. X does. And that's not just because you can replace his music with X going to give it to you. But, you know, it's still, there's something about having that dude, like, just hearing that dude stomping through the level and knowing, fuck. I have to get to this. I have to get to the other side of the building right now. Cause if he comes in, I'm just screwed. That adds a level of tension that, that, uh, you know, the first one is really missing. Like the first one just doesn't have the tension like that second one does. So, but anyway, that's all I really have for honorable mention stuff. Chuck, would you like to go? I, I mean, if we are throwing in games from previous years that were pretty good and, uh, if if they were being on the list of a top five in the future, we would talk about them. That I mean, way. within uh, reason. We're not talking about you picking up your three sixty garbage pile and being like, "Hey, this one's actually all right." <laughs> oh, what if there no, was I, something that was actually all right? Well, okay, oh, man, bring back value out. games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Outer Worlds would would be in my top five this year if it was a twenty twenty game because uh, I played it this year, uh, but it came out last year. Uh, that. That game was just great and was exactly what I needed at that time. So I just want to say thank you to the Outer Worlds for Mm -hmm. being the Mass Effect tribute that you are. See, I think that should be in your proper top five. No, I mean, if we had talked about these rules beforehand, maybe, but... Okay. We just made that decision on the fly. Next year, no rules. No fucking rules, man. Yeah. It's a way to enter the 2020s. Okay, I just, like Officially. I said, I, I feel like there has to be some level of like, hey, I just had discovered Circus on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. You know, yeah, it's like, no, I'm not going to say yeah, Combat. I played an hour of Combat this year. It's fucking great. <laughs> Number five, Combat. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, like like going back to something is not going to be like, hey, this is Mario Brothers. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, but I mean, if they release like a two hundred game, you know, compilation, and I'm like, wow, this fucking this thing is great. I'd be like, yeah, sure, talk okay. about that. But, sure, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I have a few things on my uh, honorable mentions list. Uh, one of them I'm pretty sure is going to be in Chuck's proper top five, and that's Maneater. Uh, doesn't quite make mine. This was a weird one. It definitely wouldn't get a top five game thing, because I think the game portion is kind of shitty, but Fuser is a hell of a thing. Uh, again, I don't I, I don't know that I qualify it as a game, because the game playing part of it is real dumb, and it's better than uh, Drop Mix was uh, as far as the game, but it's not much better. <laughs> 
but mm-hmm. it's a hell of a it's thing. More accessible than drop. Yeah. Than mixed well, I mean, it's you know, still just you don't like, have to drag out a thing and throw cards at it. Yeah. Well, I just mean it's still like people barking orders that like aren't good for the music. <laughs> it's still like you know the people are like, hey, play this, and it's like, no, that's gonna sound real shitty if I do that. But here, I need points. You know, like I'm just saying, the game is the antithesis of actually playing the real thing. It teaches you how to sell out. Yes, it does. Um, also, Watch Dogs Legion. Just, it's a better open world game. I know this is probably mostly t- Chuck's top five. It's it's a pretty good open world game. Um, I didn't play much of two. Um, I probably actually, no, I, I played more of two than I did one. I, I, I gave one a fair shake, though, back in the day, and I eventually fell off of it, but... Yeah, Legion's just fun, and I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. hear more about it. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is another one. It's just a solid, good-ass little open-world game. Um, mm-hmm. I I kept wanting to like Breath of the Wild. I liked what Breath of the Wild was trying to make me do. I just don't know fuck all about Zelda anything, and breakable weapons and all that were just a big, like, immediate, nope, I don't want this. So this was like, hey, do you yeah. want that Zelda experience without the bullshit? And it was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and yep. and it just happened to help me wean off of another thing that's going to be in my proper top five. Mm-hmm. So um, Yeah. If I had played more of that, it probably would have made my list because yeah. I really enjoyed what I played of it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's dumb. And I understand that like the, the, the banter will grate on certain people. But I have a, I have a high tolerance for goofy ass jokes in video games. Like I said, my my biggest sin is like, please don't make a five year old reference. Like you know, like the moratorium on the cake is a lie references in video games. Yeah. Just like I'm not saying it's it doesn't do that. It's just like when things were still doing that, like eight years later, it's like fuck you. Like just eat a dick. I know games take a long time to develop, but fucking edit that shit out in the last second. <laughs> like, yeah, don't write your yeah. jokes in pre production. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, and the last thing is uh, NBA 2K21. Um, I come and go from that series from time to time, but this one's a damn masterpiece on next gen. I mean, like, I also tried Madden from this year with the Xbox version, and besides just being a shitty game that's, like, not a good, holy shit, look at my next generation console piece either, other than, like, hey, look, Blades of Grass. That's about what Madden has. Uh, like, mm-hmm. NBA 2K is, like, holy shit. Like, the ray-traced reflections off the floor and the sweat and everything is just marvelous looking and, and you know, a real actual next-gen showcase type of thing. Um, yeah, and it's still got a real solid story mode and stuff. So, like I said, it's not a top five, but it's it's I, I spent a lot of time with it, so it gets a mention. So, so should we give some top fives or at least number five? Uh, yeah, yeah. same uh, order. <laughs> yeah, I, I, BJ went first. Do you want to keep that order? No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, I can. I actually can. Okay. Um, because I do not have a number five this year. Oh, I did play five games, but you could make the one uh, number five you, Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> just all I didn't even pass. use Game Pass like oh. Yeah. Oh, it's like not even that to, shit. I can't even yeah. tell you it's that. Wow. Um. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't even use Game Pass enough this year. Really, I barely used it enough to make it worth it. Um. But yeah, I did play five games, but the one that would be last on my list just it was a quick phenomenon in video games, but almost everybody has forgotten about it. It's called Fall Guys. I'm. It's not mm. going on the list. I'm just telling you what it is. Yeah. Um, 
I had fun with Fall Guys. I wish it wasn't broken. It's yeah, sure, it's fun, but it's not like how, how is it broken? Remember, it kept oh, kicking us out, and like yeah. we couldn't stay synced up, and oh, oh, okay, that kind of. I thought you meant like actually playing the game or something. Like, well, you have to play it online, and the online yeah. was broken. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. the game is based on on janky, goofy physics, which is right. good, but they just didn't have the like. They didn't have the infrastructure to make actually getting to play the game any fun. But I don't think they expected the reaction they got. Yeah, that's fair. But so number five for me is null. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that works. Uh, my number five, Harlow mentioned, is Fuser. Uh, it is, I mean, I, yes, playing it makes you do dumb shit. But I had so much fun in just the freestyle mode, just fucking with songs and finding grooves. And, you know, it was suddenly like you look and you realize that you've been playing this one mix for like an hour. And that's cool, you know. And and I do like how they kind of organized it where it's like where it's not overwhelming at a time. I wish there was a way to swap out songs after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. But having just like your set 20, I believe it, it's I'm pretty sure it's 20, right? Now I'm trying to remember, but per either way, like having, yeah, yeah, like, like your crate, yeah, that, that you yeah. have has has this many songs, so it's never a case of like, oh god, I, I where's that one thing I want? You know, it's usually there, but I wish there was a way to kind of swap them out over time, so that you could, you know, once you've used something, you could just say, you know what, I'm done with that song. Give me, give me something new here. But it's still just, it's a fun toy, you know. It's it's fun in the way that Drop Mix was, but it's it's more manageable and a better game though. You met, though I miss kind of like the slapping down a card thing. It's still, I still think it really, it works well. And I think they've incorporated a lot of stuff that actually makes it feel more like a game than drop mix ever did. So yeah, harmonics, keep it up guys. I'll keep buying DLC for you. I promise. Yeah, I, I did it before. I, I feel like I'm like one of the people keeping them in business. They're like, all right, man, we put out some new DLC. They're, all right, I'll get that. That's cool. I don't even know I this I hope song. Mackie likes this game. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> if Mackie doesn't like this one, we're not making payroll, Well, guys. I mean, I have all the drop mix cards. I even have one of the uh, limited ones. You know, I, I believe it's the Transformers one, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's like... Or no, it was the uh, Power Rangers one. I got one of those. One of those drop mix cards. Oh, Transformers ones, people wanted like $60. Yeah, I was going to say, how'd you even get the Power Rangers one? Uh, on their website. Oh. Uh, like from Harmonix's site, I actually got it. Okay. I was able to order it. And they sent it in just a plain ass envelope that said yeah. Hasbro on it. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing else in it, just that card. Yeah, hey man, no, no frills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but, they did that with, remember I had the bum card? Like, I think it just had a bad yeah. RFID in it. Yeah. I think they did the same thing. I was just like... Hey, have you tried this? I'm like, it does not register. I can't tell you any of the Turn the card on and off. Yeah, I can't do anything. <laughs> have you waved a magnet over it? It's a card. I yeah. no. There's no <laughs> there's no troubleshooting yeah. I can do with this. Yeah, but but Fuser is like a version that I don't have to worry about this dying at some point because like it is the version the the drop mix software is on my phone. It has oh. not been updated in a while, and sooner or later there's gonna be an iOS update that breaks it, and it's like yeah. drop mix is dead now. So. Yeah, I mean, there's less of a chance of that happening because that was the 32 to 64 bit cutover thing. That's, yeah. Oh, they'll find a way. Well, I'm sure they'll find a way. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, we haven't, nobody's moved to 128 bit OSs yet. So we're a long ways off from that. 
yeah. we're, we're nowhere near our max memory and hard drive space and stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Tech stuff. Yeah. Right. But anyway, yeah. Fuser. I like it a lot. Cool. Uh, Harlow was right. My number five is Maneater. Maneater. Uh, Maneater is a game where you're a shark and you eat men. <laughs> and also everything else. <laughs> Boats, yeah. license plates, trash, other sharks, giant whales. Uh, alligators. It is, yes, alligators. Uh, I, I still need to play this because I, I, I appreciate a game that's just like, you know what? We're a video game. We're it not is explaining a, this. If anything on my list is game. this, it is a video game ass video game. It is just go do this. You're a shark. Chomp on it. Okay, now go eat this other thing. Oh, you're bigger now. Okay, now go jump out of the water and get this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have bone teeth. <laughs> now you have electro fins. Now it's just the coolest, dumbest thing. Uh, as a game, it's kind of broken. Uh, there are times where coming out of a cutscene, the camera would just be inside the shark. Uh, and that, that there was, is there a license plate there? No, it's just oh. you see the horrific, you know, Assassin's Creed version of the inside no. of the shark. That still happens in the NBA 2K games. So I mean, I'm yeah. just saying this happens in big time games that make yeah. lots of money like yeah. every once in a while somebody will you, you know you, like your guy will go to sit down on the bench and somebody else will go to sit down and like sit on top sit of on you and go of through you, you. But through you. <laughs> yeah. and so you're like yeah. oh god <laughs> <laughs> their eyes and their muscular skeletons <laughs> it's weird <laughs> yeah there's no um, organs but yeah it's it's just got and it's got such a good narration from chris parnell uh, doing all the, there are some really good jokes in there and some good references. So, mm-hmm. uh, and late in the game, you start, they start dis- discovering some wild ass shit on the ocean floor. Uh, I, th- I think my favorite thing is there's basically this big kaiju gate where they're like, hey, the kaiju come over here and they practice. <laughs> and we keep them in here. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah, that game's that game is just video game ass video game, and mm-hmm. uh, especially if you get the the new versions, uh, it is colorful as shit. Like that is a very bright, colorful game. Yeah, did they say they they're pretty sure they can bring they're going to bring one twenty frames to it too? I believe, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, good for the Manitor developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's a good game. It's my number five. Uh, yeah, my number five. I, I'm looking at my top five, and I just realized it's gonna. It's going to look like I'm a giant Sony fanboy, and I really don't like Sony that much anymore. <laughs> but no, my number five is Ghost of Tsushima, uh, a PlayStation exclusive platform, mm-hmm. exclusive game. Um, it's got flaws. Like, it's not a perfect game, and there are times that it kind of infuriated me from time to time. But at the end of the day, it was it was a pretty good video game. Like. Like I didn't, I didn't drop off. Like some, I feel like other games like this, I, I open world games, I'd eventually would have just dropped off if they weren't interesting me. Um, and I'd just be like, eh, it doesn't really matter. I, I know where this is going. I don't have to play it for the story. But I was there to the end for Ghost of Tsushima, and I was not necessarily enjoying like the forced storyline things that were happening. But it's fine. It's a game. It's you know, I'm not there to critique its story. Its story is pretty good. Um, like I said, I just think it makes some dumb decisions along the way, and you know, that is what it is. But it's still fun to play. Even the samurai duels like never got old. I know people are like, ugh, but that fucking side by side like 
multicam Kurosawa looking shit with like mm-hmm. wind blowing and stuff. It, it was cool every fucking time to me. And the fact that like the duels are over like really quickly too, because that's how they are. Yeah. It's not a fucking sword fight for twenty minutes. It's... Mm-hmm. Did you uh, did you play it on PS Five at all? I, I I booted up just to see the sixty frame patch thing they did, and yeah, mm-hmm. it, it looks real solid with that. Like it's one of those things. Like I've got a, I, I've got at least one other thing on this list that like part of me wishes I could have waited to play on the mm-hmm. PS five, but you know, you're just, you're going to get better experiences for it. I don't, it still looked really good on the PS four pro. So yeah. I think, I, I think I had the same visuals, just lock 30 instead. So, you know, that's yeah. pretty much what I was getting. So BJ, are you, uh, are you passing this one or do you have a number four? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I saw the debate in your face. <laughs> No, I do. I just wanted to make a joke. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons. It is one of those games that is exactly what you want it to be. If like it's X-Wing or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter or TIE Fighter. Mm -hmm. It's it's that game. But in 2020 and on your modern consoles and it looks great and it plays exactly how you want it to play. You can plug in your flight stick that you bought when Microsoft Flight Simulator came out uh, and you ran out and <laughs> bought one of those because you were bored at home for the millionth hour this year. Um, yeah, there's no, like... I'm not really getting into multiplayer yet because I haven't played enough to feel confident and competent. Um, not like I used to do on, um, like... Uh, Star Wars Battlefield, the first... Battlefront. Battlefront, yeah. It's Star Wars Battlefield, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I'm not yet, like, confident like I was playing the Starfighter modes in that. Um, But I'll get there with some time. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's it's a budget game. They said they weren't going to give any content out, and there have been content updates already just because people seem to buy it and like it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I think they I also they said they, that up. I thought they also said they were going to make, you know, that it was a PS4 and Xbox one game. We're not going to do anything. And then the new consoles came out and they're like, surprise updates. It's like, yeah, I think okay. they did the smart thing. I think yeah. they set the expectations super low sure. because yeah. they just had no idea if people gave a shit about star Wars anymore. I mean, I hate to put it that way, but like, well, you know, yeah. The, about star Wars games, at least. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, because Battlefront. I mean, Battlefront was okay, but it didn't set the world on fire. And Battlefront Two certainly like came and went so fast because they fucked up the launch with all their their uh, loot box shit. Yeah. And then you know, so I think it was smart of them to just be like, "Listen, man, here's the game. That's it." You know, right. and then it's like what you, you know, and now everything after that has been gravy. You know, it's like now there's a Tide Defender. Why not? Here you yep. go. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would like them to keep doing that. I don't know if they will, but, you know, budget game, it's exactly what, like, we've been talking about B-tier games for, I feel like, two or three years now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we want those B-tier games that are solid and are 40 bucks instead of 60 bucks or 35 bucks or whatever. Um, and uh, here it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm celebrating it by putting it number four on my list. Yeah. I feel like I'd add that to my my uh, honorable mentions. Too I, late. I, I somehow completely <laughs> forgot about it. 
I think it was like because it came out just that like just that little bit before the new console launch. Yeah, yeah. And I think got... it was it was kind of a bad time for them to put that out because you know I was playing it and I was like, all right, I'm going to get into this. And then it was like, ah, but maybe I'll wait until the new Xbox is here. And then it was like, oh yeah, that's right. I have a dozen other games now that I want to test. Yeah, but yeah, they got they uh, didn't they uh, say they patched 120 FPS into it as well? I know they. I don't know. My TV I know it's can't at do that. least like. You know, Series X compatible one now, yeah. uh, so I think yeah, it's, it's got the little logo 60. on it. I don't, you know, no. Yeah, they did something to it. Yeah, yeah. So good on them for constantly updating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my number four is a Switch game, Murder by Numbers, <laughs> which is the uh, the Picross Phoenix Wright type game. Combining two things I really love, Picross and Phoenix Wright, except not <laughs> Phoenix Wright. Instead, chick from a detective show in the 90s that looks like Saved by the Bell, who actually becomes a real detective when she has to. And it's just, it's one of those that's just really super well-written, super well-drawn characters. And it's just, it's, I, I love the setting and it's just one of those games that's just enjoyable to play. I mean, I don't even, I don't know any other way to put it. It's like the characters have stress, but it's so low stress to actually play it. And then you have just this goofy robot who's trying to help you solve the mysteries. And there's something fun about that. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's also like, it's not afraid to touch on somewhat mature stuff, but in a super goofy way that I appreciate. So, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's only like 15 bucks and I have spent a ton of time on it on the switch. And yeah, if you like Picross, that's all the more reason to play it. I gotta be cool. honest. I don't even know what Picross is. It is, it's like a picture puzzle game where you will have each row has a number in it. And that number is the number of spaces that are marked in a row. So like if a row has 10, if the, if a row has 10 openings and the number five is on it, you know, five of those in a row are going to be that number. And it's think of it going across the top and across the side. And then it's, it becomes a matter of um, process of elimination. It's like Sudoku meets mastermind. Kind of. Yeah. A little bit of minesweeper. Some minesweeper. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. But then each one, like the pattern eventually is, you know, once it's unblack and white, it becomes, okay, that's what this, this uh, pixel art thing is. So they kind of translate it through that, but. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What was the Konami one, Chuck? Uh, oh yeah. Um, I don't I forget. God, it was I've like, already forgotten it, but it was I know. addictive as shit. Yeah. And it's crazy because I have a fucking hundred percent in it for some reason. Yeah. It but it, just, it's. You just unlock little pictures of Konami things. <laughs> yeah, a Konami pixel puzzle. That's, yeah, that's it. Get that on iOS and you'll see. It, Konami it, that, pixel puzzle. <laughs> that, that one's good because it ramps up the, you yeah. know, like it starts out super, super, super easy. And then you can see how difficult they get. And yeah. Yeah, there's kind of like game, you feel like Goodwill Hunting. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> I can see math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, Picross, I like them. There's a dozen different types of Picross games. Well, dozen, dozens. There, there's so many. But this is a fun one with an actual story. 
Uh, Puzzle and Dragons is the big, like... Yeah, I should give that one a shot, too. Uh, number four, Fuser. Yeah. It's it's easier <laughs> to play than Dropbox. Or Drop Mix, sorry. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. easier to play than Dropbox. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot more fun. Um, the, the thing about that game, to me, is it kind of falls in a category with a lot of games... Uh, that this is going to sound like a slight, but it's not. I, I remember playing one of the Tropico games, like four or five, and putting it in, and like 12 hours had gone by, and I was like, what happened to my day? It's gone. And then I never played Tropico again. Mm-hmm. I, I When Fuser came out, I put a ton of time into it, and days were lost. Like, I just like, I, I know I saw the sun come up at some <laughs> point, but it's dark out, so I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then I just like, Something in my brain said, I'll come back to that later. And then I have never gone back to it. I will go back to it. And I had a great time when I played it. It's just one of those things. It's like when you get in the moment, it's like, this is all I ever want to do. And you just, you keep doing it until your body starts to shut down. It's like, no, man, you got to go to sleep. And then common sense takes over the next day. And you're like, maybe don't play that. Maybe play something that you know you can stop playing. That's not a slight against Fuser. I just think Mm -hmm. Fuser once you get into the groove of it is incredibly addicting. Uh, well, it feels like you're actually making music. Yes. In a it, way that, you know, that the best parts of rock band did. Right. It, it's, it's just, it lets you feel like you are doing something that if you were doing this exact same thing in real life, it would be garbage <laughs> because it would just sound like total trash, but mm-hmm. because you can just magically move things around and, it just works. It it and it's crazy how much stuff works together in this game. I know we said said the same thing about Drop Mix when it came out, but it's just insane that you can take these pieces of these songs and turn them into something that is equally equally listenable, if not more so, than the songs on their own. And yeah. in that way, you would just I would just end up like playing one thing that I put together for like fifteen minutes straight, just mm-hmm. like. This is cool. I don't want to do anything else. Whatever you're requesting, fuck you. I'm not doing that. This is what this is my show. This is what I'm doing. And I'm playing mm-hmm. this jam for 15 straight minutes, and you will fucking cheer. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's a good like power fantasy kind of like I'm a badass music mixer. Yeah. Well, and Check it does the best shit. parts of like actual DJing, which is it takes all the bullshit out as far as okay, you got to beat match something and, you know, your yep. tempos have to line up and, you know, you're, you're make sure that your key is correct when you're switching over. And it's like, it just does all that, you know? And yep. it's like, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> Thanks. But that Thanks, stuff Fuser. is in there if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, as you progress, that stuff will unlock and you can totally do that stuff if you want. Yeah, I don't know. Have, have you guys ever gone into the, what do they call it? It's like where you can vote or, you know, review other people's mixes section. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a super easy way to level up really fast. Just go yes. vote on a few of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, you get participation points basically. Yeah. Um, but like every time I start to think I'm pretty good at Fuser, I'll hop in there and I'm just like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, yeah, I absolutely am not good at Fuser. Yeah, there are yeah. fucking musical geniuses out yeah. there playing this. <laughs> yeah, so it's super cool. So Harlow, uh, yeah, my number four, uh, controversial. I know it's Cyberpunk. Yeah, but that's a broken game. Apparently, it is. But I <laughs> played it all the way to completion and then some. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it's not that broken, huh? <laughs> yeah, you showed them. <laughs> oh man, fucking burn! Yeah, 
Eat it, you fucking no, man babies. Well, I mean, that was the thing. It felt like if you were playing it on one of the next gen consoles, it was fine. Yeah. 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 Like like I mean there was there was the same goofy shit you get in Skyrim and Fallout and all those other games, but they weren't game breaking. They would it didn't suck. And yeah. yeah. I think yeah. people with old ass shit were like, no, this sucks. And they probably should not have made a version that worked with those systems. Should have yeah. just said, fuck it, we're going next gen. Yeah. I mean I'm sorry that like so many people had the experiences they have and it and it will be tainted or whatever forever, you know, people have no forgiveness in themselves anymore. You know, like <laughs> somebody makes a mistake and they're dead forever. Uh but sure. Um yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good game though. And like I really, really, really enjoyed existing in the world. Um I would happily buy DLC for it in a heartbeat just to, you know, get to do more things. Mm-hmm. Um it like I said, that's really to me just it its biggest testament is like they created a city that I wanted to be in and you know and it extends just like Grand Theft Auto slightly outside the city you know there's some wastelandy Mad Max areas too but mm-hmm. uh you know it's it's Night City's the star there and you know I I was enjoying what was happening story-wise throughout everything but just getting to exist in that city was super cool to me like yeah I mean I've I've said for years that's kind of like that's kind of my jam. I mean, I feel like the '90s ruined the idea of cyberpunk for so many people because <laughs> you know they all came from like like Joel Schumacher was going to make cyberpunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it needs neon and hard lighting and stuff. That's what cyberpunk is, and it's like it's sure maybe partially, I, but there's there's more to it than that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just so many so many '90s things were kind of ruined the cyberpunk aesthetic but it's it's real cool that we finally got something that feels like the real deal you know and has its own kind of clockwork orange language in it too or it's mm-hmm. just like yeah i, I kind of get what you're saying from context but it, you know it's it's like this weird kind of clockwork orange firefly thing where it's just you know hey we're throwing in other languages that are common now and it's just part of the everyday things that we say you know so it's it's just this neat future aesthetic thing that I deal I, I really dig so yeah Johnny Silverhand's an asshole and I don't think you're supposed to like him you know it's, it's an interesting mm-hmm. narrative you know you've got you've got part protagonist in your head that's a dick <laughs> you know so it's like there's some really interesting things happening there so. yeah. yeah yeah it's it's crazy their schedule like that they have the DLC planned before they have the uh, next gen patch planned yeah I, 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 yeah, I don't quite understand that. Maybe they're, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand what they're, what they're thinking. Like I'm, I want to play it. I want to wait for it. I want to wait until like, I don't know. I, yeah. Do you have a PC that can handle it or is your PC? Not <laughs> enough? Yeah. Okay. There's my answer right there. <laughs> At well, this he point, has a series I am, X. I mean, that's, that will handle it. It plays yeah, what? 60 frames. You have a series, series X. X it, plays it just fine yeah um but i just i i feel like i feel like i still want to give that time i want to play it though because that world seems awesome Mm. but um i also want to read about eight more cyberpunk ish novels you know some like you just want to hack the gibson right yeah i want to read some like i want to reread snow crash and neuromancer and Mm. all that before i before i jump back into some cyberpunky worlds. 
So are we are we back to me again? I think yeah, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. your number three, sir. <clears throat> My number three um, is actually a game that came out in 2020. Uh, I know Squadrons was too, but um, but this is one I've put a lot of time in that came out in 2020. So, um, and I talked a lot of shit about it on last month's No Quarters, but. Um, for as much shit as I as I talked about it, and I talked about the sort of general like greed cycle that is Call of Duty games in general, um, Call of Duty Warzone brought me a lot of joy this year. A little bit of anger, but a lot of joy. Um, it's got the for all its problems, it's also really super polished. As in, like the way you move around the world, and how the vaulting works, and how the like. All the mechanics of the of the game in general, movement, shooting, swapping weapons, all that, like all that shit is so fucking polished, and it's exactly what I wanted out of a BR game, like when the BR games were starting to boom, because PUBG, I know people love it, and it made $2 billion in 2020, so people are still playing the absolute shit out of it, mm -hmm. but that game is trash. Like <laughs> I, it's cool. It's interesting. It invented a new genre basically, or brought a new genre to the forefront, mm -hmm. but the game plays like ass. It always has. And even like, even once they introduced all the, um, uh, you know, new vaulting mechanics, a bunch of new maps and stuff, it still plays like, an Arma game because it's based on. It still on feels an Arma like it's game. in beta. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's funny. It never I, left beta. I actually was thinking, like, I forgot that that was a spinoff mod of Arma because I. It's funny. Yep. I was just thinking about like Arma and games like that where it's like your character just moves like a broken robot. Is oh yeah, like, yeah. We're the... just like I am running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's like the difference between like a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator and the small wonder kid. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. like you're talking about like, here's Call of, Call of Duty is like super buff and badass. And then the other one's just like, I'm a robot too. It's like, shut up, kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like uh, PUBG mm -hmm. yeah. deserves to make money for, for what it did. Um, Fortnite is doing crazy like ludicrous things um and it definitely deserves accolades for mm -hmm. all the fucking wild things that it's doing i'm but, still amazed the kids haven't moved on from it you know i think a lot i have. think it's just because of the new content that keeps coming in that's the thing i was i was gonna yeah. say is it keeps like it keeps up with the content um but as far as like battle royale that plays like a shooter should in 2020 uh warzone is it it really fucking works um I, and i was curious, 150 like, players do you know what their 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 market spike is over the years because i, I don't know why i was just thinking you saying i or i'm surprised the kids are still playing it but i bet i bet what's like happening at this point is PUBG was probably like really big for some kids in junior and senior high, 
and then like they moved on and they're still playing it because that's what they got good at. And then the next batch was like, you're we're the Fortnite kids. And then like, you know, now there's a new batch. It's like, fuck the Fortnite old geezers, you know, it's like, you know, what I'm saying like, I feel like that's probably and you probably have this like loyalty base that just continues on, you know, because they're no longer in the like hype circle of being in school or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I, I I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I have a friend who just got into playing a shitload of Fortnite this year, like yeah. over this summer. And, and maybe it doesn't apply, but I was, wild. what I was getting at is I'm wondering like if these kids were like, got into PUBG when they were in high school and now they have jobs, maybe the revenue spike has actually gone up as they become working oh, members yeah. of the society. But then I was like, oh no, all the kids, because they can, would, yeah, because well, no, all the kids that would have this have now. the parents that they just be like, Hey, I'm going to buy $50 worth of PUBG stuff. Okay, dear. Just don't talk to me. You know, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm just saying like, it's, it's a different, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different world now, where, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, and I, I don't want people to like think that I'm just like grossly shitting on PUBG because it's it's it can be really fun. Like, I think it's a really good, especially in solos. It's an amazing horror game. It's just built off of a ten year old game that was like it's a it's a mod of a mod of a mod of a ten year old game. Mm-hmm. So it's got like it just doesn't play like I want it to play. Um, but yeah, Warzone has been very, very good to me. And, um, there are a few friends that I've gotten to like get closer to because of playing it over, over this year. Like we're all on, you know, we're all on lockdown. Um, we're not going to work. So let's play, let's play Warzone for like 10 hours a day for a week straight, that sort of thing. Um, I've put so many hours into it and managed to only spend about four dollars on it because it's pretty I'm good a, i am a cheapskate at heart um but yeah it's it's everything i want in a br game i wish they would stop with the call of duty fuckery um and i never and I will not yeah i know i know never happen and i won't let them off the hook for that but it does at least deserve a spot in my top five so there you go all right so uh my number three Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, the remake. Um, it brought back uh, all my good memories of playing those two games and f- added a whole bunch of new stuff in it that, uh, you know, I, I just, it was it was the right kind of nostalgia. And it's a shame that Vicarious Visions is basically gone now. <laughs> Thanks, Activision. It's like, hey, you made one of the best remakes of the year. Okay, now go make... Uh, you know, go make skins for Overwatch or whatever. Uh, I don't think you heard the latest news. They're probably going to be the ones that are making the Diablo 2 remake. Really? Yeah. All right, then yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm game for that then. I thought you might be. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but at also... first it was just, hey, they became a part of Blizzard, and then everyone but, was like, know... oh, they've been talking about remaking Diablo 2 for a long time. <laughs> okay, the thing is, like, I remember hearing that announced, and yeah. I was like, do we need that? Because, I mean, I, I love Diablo 2. I want to get a burrito cannon immediately as soon as I play that game. But, like, Diablo 3 kind of does everything that I want with more variety. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I, I'd probably just boot up... <laughs> I'd probably boot up Diablo 2 and go to World 2 and just listen to the music at Luke Galane and be like, all right, yeah, this is the best video game music of all time right here. And I don't know. It, like, but I, that's good. I'm glad they're... they're yeah 
getting I don't to know make that, something. I, I don't good. know that they actually got bought with the intention of like you are ours now forever. Or if it was more like, well, we'll buy you yeah. long enough for you to make this, and then you're free to go about your business. Who knows? Know. But but either way, uh, Tony Hawk One Plus Two is just. Uh, I think I'm almost bummed they don't get to go back and make like three and four or anything like that. You know, because I I think those would deserve a remake as well because those were both pretty great games who knows they might have just said hey we're going to build the engine with modern all the modern stuff in it you go mm-hmm. you can go plug the levels in for the next ones i mean yeah. they may have just given them a template and said you're good till six or eight or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it changed yeah but it, it's definitely it's i mean it's a it it shows the staying power of that game as well because obviously it's a lot like fuser it's like i'm never going to be able to skateboard and if i do i will break every bone in my body and in the video game, I can just virtually break every bone in my body and then hit the button and my guy does the little VHS squiggle on his body and then he's back on a, on a skateboard again doing tricks. So <laughs> there's there's something awesome about that. And that's another one where it's just like, this is a video game-ass video game. It always has been. And don't try and, you know, do the whole skate three thing and like oh no this is realistic skating this time it's like no i want to do like a chain that's like fifty thousand tricks in one continuous run and i never fall off the rail and bail or any of that stuff and yeah it's it's the best version of that and yeah looks great played great they got almost all the music back you know it's 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 exactly how you do a remake yeah. Oh, I was just going to interject, and I'm sorry to keep doing this, but I read something, yeah. and I have not played with this yet, but I was reading that, like, apparently there's a bajillion different sliders in the NBA 2K games for mm-hmm. all kinds of physics things and shot percentages and stuff, and apparently there's people out there basically trying to turn it into NBA Jam, like, give it NBA Jam physics, <laughs> and yes. people arguing over what's the most accurate to NBA Jam with, like, you know, extra verticals and <laughs> lack of fouls and crap like that. Well, it would be tough too, because of like your guy kind of like once he gets the jump out, he's like slow motion coming down. So that would be, I could see how they'd have trouble emulating right. that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, apparently I was, I was reading about that of like, you know, trying to turn these super simulation games into stupid arcade things. Yes. Just with the badass graphics. I'm all for it. Yeah. Anyway. What was the, what was the baseball game where you had the team of monsters? Nintendo era team of monsters. Are you talking about like baseball stars? Like where there was, there was a team called the monsters, right? Or is, are you talking about like actually playing as monsters? Actually playing as monsters. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, go on. Right. Oh, I know there Could was the been... football one with blood bowl. But... Yeah. It's not, not, not Mut- mutant league football. Bowl. Or is that, that's, that's fairly new, isn't it? I don't know. It's hard. I'll to remember it one day. Yeah. It might have been battle baseball. I'm not sure. Anyway, Ch- go on. Chuck, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is the third Watch Dogs game, Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, so when like this generation hit, I had a stack of new games. It was like, okay, I'm going to do the thing I always do is sample all of these and circle back around. And uh, Watch Dogs did not grab me when I played like the first hour or two of it because it's just not a very good start to a video game. It's actually kind of lousy. Uh, but once that game gets going, something about it spoke to me and I just crashed through that game. That that became like, I gotta go home from work and play more Watch Dogs Legion. 
and I didn't play anything else. It was just like Watchdogs, Watch, Watchdogs Legion until it's over. Um, mm-hmm. So in that regard, it's the the most I don't know absorbed I've been in a video game this year because it was just I gotta I gotta get home and play that I gotta stay up late and play that I gotta do more dumb shit in Watchdogs Legion. Uh, it just it just works as kind of a dumb open world thing. The story itself is not great and. Ubisoft does their normal, we can't commit to a tone thing. It's like, this is su- supposed to be super serious, but also it's jokey as shit. And you just unlock a cyber beekeeper. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey, thanks for liberating these people who are having their organs harvested. Here's the cyber bee lady. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, oi, this is fun. And it's like, the fuck? This, none of this tone makes any sense. And then you play like this. <laughs> what's basically a DLC mission after the game is over. And it's the most heart-wrenching thing in the whole goddamn game. Uh, when you would think that would just be a, a fun, good time, mop-up-the-map kind of mission. No, they, they hit you with some traumatic shit uh, after the credits roll. So, I don't know. For a game that's schizophrenic as fuck, uh, it's somehow pretty entertaining. Uh, and I, I like the I like the assortment of characters that you can gather up and, and use. I, I think that's a unique thing that should not be used in another video game. <laughs> it's fine here. It's, it's great, but just, okay, you tried it. Interesting. Let's try something else. Now. I feel like it so. would work in a game like The Division or one of the Ghost Recons where it's like the only real true story is the character's personalities. You right. know, but like it, get, it would get in the way of like telling a serious narrative, long form open world video game thing. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to get invested in a story and your character when conceivably by the end of this game, going into the last mission, you might be left with one or two people that you have not used before. And are, they are suddenly the ones who are going to save <laughs> the situation. And it's just odd. Mm-hmm. It's just odd that that's conceivably the way that game could go down. Uh, so, but it's, it's still a blast. I had a lot of fun with it. I I wish, I wish it hadn't been so broken when it first came out because I feel like people just completely went like, nah, never playing that. It's fun. It's fun. And looks really good. Looks really good. Uh, my number three is also probably going to come up again, but I'm going to say it anyway here now. Uh, it's further proof of my Sony fanboyism and that's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, as I have said before, I was a big fan of the Marvel Spider-Man game on the PS4. Um, I never really hit a point in that game where I was like, I'm tired of doing this because I just enjoy swinging around as Spider-Man and doing shit. However, I, I will admit, like, this is a much more focused and cool experience. Um, like, I, I feel like because it's a scaled down game, it actually has more heart and feeling to it. Uh, like the characters, the characterization stuff is better for it uh, because of that. And yeah, I just, I think it's a really solid ass little game. Um, I'm not sad about it being shorter or anything else. I think it, like I said, it just, it gave them time to focus in on, a, I think, telling a better story. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've hit this weird point where I, I think I, I'm at the age where I have kind of all the Peter Parker stories I need <laughs> throughout my life that like Miles Morales just continues to be like ultimately way more fascinating. You know, like I, it's hard to like come up with a Peter Parker story that I, I want to care about. I, I liked what was happening in the other one, but it's, 
it's it's kind of because it, you you knew it already existed in the shared world. Like you knew you were going to get Miles Morales if you had paid any attention to the characters. You know, you knew it was coming. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just this is a really solid little experience and looks amazing on the PS5 and everything. So uh, it's another thing that I think people are that played it at the beginning are getting something better now because I think they patched it to give you like a good in between setting i think now like it was either before it was like hey do you want quality or do you want performance and now there's like a in the middle setting. yeah there was an either or and now yeah. it's like yeah you can mostly have both yeah like we'll, we'll cut the shadows back a little bit right but... yeah and i think yeah. that's what i played on and it just that's a good good happy medium it just works so mm-hmm. well speaking of two i mentioned before that i was breaking the rules and i'm only kind of breaking the rules for this because <laughs> It's a complete edition of a game, the complete edition of which was released in 2020. So, um, and also this is my chance to throw Game Pass a bone on my uh, on my list. And uh, State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition. Um, I know State of Decay 2 came out a little while ago, but this is like the complete and slightly enhanced version. So, fuck it. I don't care. My rules, my choices, nothing matters in the 2020s. It's all hellscapes, so we're just trying to survive. Um, we'll allow it. Speaking of just trying to survive a hellscape, uh, State of Decay 2, if you weren't aware, is a uh, zombie survival game. And um, I don't find a lot of games like have a ton of replayability for me, even ones that are supposed to have replayability, like you know RTS games and stuff like that. I just don't really like to play through the story mode or the you know main mode of the game um over and over again a few example a few exceptions are stuff like you know roguelikes i like you know you kind of do play those over and over again by their very nature but um stated k is a really decently polished game that i find myself wanting to play over and over again going up to a higher and higher difficulty again um, because it has several maps that you choose to build your little community in and the levels of difficulty make your gameplay and decisions different enough that I can find myself going back to it and back to it and back to it. I'm on my like fifth community now with, uh, with State of Decay 2 and the multiplayer works really rather nicely surprisingly um and it's just a really i know there are issues with it there are bugs here and there um because it's a you know it's an open world game with a lot of things spawning in and it's keeping track of a bazillion things so stuff goes wrong occasionally but um it's really polished i like the way the inventory system works i like you know i like the general physics i like the car physics i like the difficulty like I usually am not one to crank up the difficulty on games, and I find myself steadily increasing the difficulty of my play zones or communities to, you know, to provide a little bit more of a challenge. And um, I've put a lot of hours into it this year, um, and I like it's one of those games where I've gone and found a few YouTubers that I uh, that I can stand to listen to and like watch their content about the game so that I can, you know, 
enjoy the world and how the how everything works while um while i can't play it so it's a it's a sort of strange um you know it's a strange delight and i i had never even heard of state of decay before a friend of mine said hey come play state of decay 2 with me and i was like i don't have that game what the fuck are you talking about why is there a second one of this game i've never heard of and uh <laughs> that doesn't exist <laughs> she, yeah right she's like no it's on game pass stupid just download it and play with me and uh so we you know we have put a bunch of hours in multiplayer together and um i really enjoy it just this neat little survival you know some crafting some survival lots of zombies get to the end game and it it has sort of captivated me this year and i've i've really really liked playing it so it gets the uh second broken rule state of decay to position two on my photies all right cool so my number two is demon souls remake for me this was the launch game out of all of them like this is the one that showed off the most of what a new console could do uh just how it just, just if you wanted to show something off that was it <laughs> pretty much um, you know, this in the Astro's playroom, but I kind of feel like Astro's was just not enough to be a real thing. But um, yeah, it's just, if not for that introductory section, I still feel like Demon's Souls is the one that if you're going to get people to get into these games, that's it's probably the one with the, the smallest barrier to entry. But of course, they put the biggest <laughs> barrier to entry in the very beginning of the game, which is fucking stupid. But after that, man, it's great. The areas are very, are really different from one another. It's not like, okay, I'm in another fucking castle. You know, it is very much very different areas. And uh, I like that it's weird. I, you know, I've always praised Dark Souls for being this big Nautilus combining thing that kind of joins everything together. And this one is very much, all right, I'm going from this level and now I'm playing this level and I'm warping to it. And, you know, just showing off the load times of, okay, a mist popped up on the screen. Now it's gone and I'm here. You know, whereas so many games we got, it's amazing how used to just waiting for the goddamn game to load forever was such a thing. And here it's like, you, you just don't, it's just, it's all right, you're playing now. <laughs> and there's something to be said for that, but yeah, I'm, you know, it's, it's just a great game with, with some fun boss battles that aren't the punishing endurance tests that they are in the other Souls games. Where it's just like, oh fuck, now I'm at the boss, now I'm going to be fighting this thing for five to ten minutes, and if I lose, I gotta go all the way back and go through it again. But these, it's, they're a lot quicker, and they're a lot easier, and it's not the the brutal it's almost like okay i figured out the trick and now i can do this in 45 seconds so i i really like that about it and it just took a game that i just didn't have any interest in back when it was on ps3 and made me obsessed with it here because it's so much better and much like tony hawk it's it's a version of the same thing that is just elevated such a considerable level you know it's like it's like, okay, I could get a McDonald's hamburger or I could go to a gourmet place and get like the best fucking hamburger ever. You know, it's like, 
They're both hamburgers, but one's way better hamburger than the other one is. And that's kind of how the Demon Souls remake feels compared to the original one. So I can eat. I would recommend it to, you know, to someone who's got a PS5 and they want a game that's really going to show it off. Uh, my number two is... People will say it's controversial to put this on the list. I don't care. It's Astro's Playroom. I know some people will say that's a glorified demo. I know some people will say it's not enough of a game. Uh, it's way more than we were expecting. It Okay, so it's free. It's charming as hell. It's really polished. It shows off that controller probably in ways, the best ways that no game is ever going to capitalize on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can pretty much guarantee you, like, their first party game that's a PS5 exclusive that launched today has zero shit yeah. happening with that controller. Right. <laughs> I mean, other um, than the speaker. Something yeah. goes bling bling on the speaker, but otherwise, it, like, yeah. no adaptive triggers on it. Right. Um, oh, it's... Uh, Warzone has adaptive trigger shit in it. Hmm. Does Yeah, it? on PS5. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's good. Weird. It just... That just popped into my head. Sorry, it's it's charming. It's polished. It's uh, it, it, I I have played through it to completion twice, and then played two other levels at least twice, um, just to just to be in it, just to just to. Ha- I find it a, a relaxing wind down game. Of I'm gonna pop in. I know there's nothing new in there, but I'm just gonna jump around and and look at stuff and and feel chill with with the history of playstation and just i'm looking at the psi or you know some other dumb thing the ninth revision of the ps3 look i can look underneath it it's amazing Mm -hmm. i can i can hit the eject button that's fun but the thing that was surprising to me for astro's playroom is that it's inspirational and by that i mean it made me remember platforming games a genre of game that I had not played in a long, long time, just had no interest in it. And I don't, I don't know when exactly that happened, but at some point I felt like those games aren't for me anymore. No, thank you. Are, and are then you trying to time... say that you didn't play knack baby? <laughs> I did play knack through <laughs> to completion because it was, you know, we had it at launch, never played knack too. Oh. But for the most part, that was a genre that I was just like, I just, I don't care about platformers. And now I'm all about platformers. I, I played three of them on the Switch after this. I played a big chunk of Sackboy. Uh, there's a phrase. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I picked up, like, the, the Crash trilogy and Crash 4. Uh, this just became like, oh, these are really good now. Uh, and I think to t- also to tie it into something that came out in 2020 that it would not make my list ever in any decade is that I don't like Mario 64. And that kind of, like pushed me away from platformers because i'm like if this is where we're going no thank you i don't want this um yeah when you play enough of them it lets you know which ones are well designed and which ones aren't yes and i it turns out that i am i i don't like the floaty ones i like the ones that have very precise physical reactions to you doing stuff uh i don't like sliding around i don't like maybe this jump will work maybe it won't uh (laughs) So you're saying you don't like Drunk Mario from Mario 64. I do not like Drunk Mario. I, yeah. I, I'm i not here to say Mario 64 is a bad game. I'm saying I am not it's on a bad Mario game. 64. Okay. I, I'm not on I Mario 64 I will say it for you. Bandwagon. Mario 64 is a bad game. It's fine. I just, I don't care for it. And it just kind of put me off. 
it just put me off the genre for a while and and this game got me back in so mm-hmm. i think that's great i think this is a, a great little thing and it was a lot of fun to play through so yeah well play some ratchet and clank games i, I that new one i really want to play that that thing yeah. looks great yeah those games so, are great yeah well speaking of twos and zombies <laughs> and punishing and playstations what? My number two is Last of Us Part Two. Oh, <laughs> oh God, that's that came right. out this year. <laughs> yeah, it did. No, I just as you were naming your games, I was like, "Hey, that's part of my game." Oh, hey, that's part of my game. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Last of Us Part Two. It's a game that is amazing. It's a game. All right, it's a game on. that's amazing, and I never want to play ever, ever, ever again. Like. Word. I know, like, it's a strange thing to say because it's just immediately a lot of people are like, I don't want to play that then, but you should. <laughs> like, it's it's one of those things, like, you will probably have some weird emotions and maybe not enjoy doing some of it, but when it's all over, you're going to be like, I'm, 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 glad I, I'm glad I experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that's like that, TV shows and movies yeah. and stuff, where it's like, once is good enough yeah it's yeah. the 12 years a slave of video games <laughs> it's like i'm glad i experienced Box that quote. movie yeah <laughs> i'm glad i experienced that i do not want to experience it ever again yeah all right sure <laughs> yeah it's that i don't know i don't know how else to talk about it um yeah, yeah it just it it does amazing things that i can't I, I can't even talk about because they would be spoilers i think you know mm-hmm. but i mean the I'm not, this is not a lead into me then talking about it. I just, I feel like the internet has done that for me so that I, there's probably not much I can say that has already been spilled on a billion other places. I'm still not going to add to it, but I just saying it, it, it does some really interesting messing with your expectations and sympathy. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the right, right words are. Like it, it just, it really messes with your emotions in like a big, big way. And mm-hmm. If you don't like having your emotions toyed with, I guess you you can get angry at it or whatever else. But I still don't understand the world or the internet, so I'm just gonna say it was my number two, and it's great. And if you didn't like it, well, sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could just deal with it. No, well, I, mean, I, just, I mean, I'm just sorry. Anytime anybody says they didn't enjoy something, myself included, I mean, I I feel sorrow because like that person is enjoying something and the other person is not, and everything that can be enjoyed should be enjoyed you know Mm -hmm. yeah well and just like what i just said about super mario 64 is it's like i i've kind of pivoted more towards like i wish i felt the way you did i don't want to tell people no that game's bad it's just like i wish i had the enthusiasm some people have for things that i just don't feel the same well i mean a lot of that has to do with i mean if okay so if they put out super mario 64 today it would unequivocally be be a bad game mm-hmm. at the time it came out it it, it changed a lot of things you know yeah. i mean it, and it introduced a lot of things that continued on into 3d mario games i mean the whole mm-hmm. his whole jump system has been the same since mario 64 like his yeah. triple jump and the squat jump and all those things like yeah. they're all it's all the same control scheme yeah but yeah we i'm not here to defend the nintendo 64 because it's quite possibly the worst console that ever exi- has existed uh, but <laughs> Besides the Virtual Boy, but, you know. I actually think the Wii U is better than the N64. 
Yeah, I'm going to be that guy that says that. The oh, Wii U it, was it a perfectly is. fine system. Absolutely. It was a perfectly no fine system it. that just nobody <laughs> wanted. Yeah. That's why they keep putting out all its games on the Switch. Right. But it was a fine system. Just everybody was like, nah. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> and then, then for some reason, like, they'll put out some other Nintendo thing and they're like, I got to have it. It's like, that other thing was fine. Why do you. Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of, in retrospect, wish I had a, had gotten a Wii U. A Wii U. Because you can like it, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't feel this FOMO for for have for a Nintendo Switch. I'd just have mm-hmm. you know a Proto Switch. Yes. That'd be fine. It still feels weird. It's the one I skipped. Like because it it really feels like all the games that came out on it. I should have been about that system, and I just kept putting off getting one. And then eventually they're like, "Yeah, we're killing it." And I was like, "All right, well, then I guess I don't need to get it anymore." Yeah, because could that still play GameCube games, or did they take that capability out by the time no, that was out? You cannot play GameCube games. Okay, you could play Wii games, but not GameCube. I think yeah, you could put okay. the disc in because it would accept the small discs, but it wouldn't play the games. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Because well, they, they, they didn't bother to put the GameCube ports on it, which I think right. was the secret why yeah. the Wii worked. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. BJ. So, uh, uh, Chuck. We're actually going to let you go. Oh, right. We want to hear your number one, Chuck. Sure. I wonder why. (laughs) Uh, Only time will tell. Get to it, Chuck. My number one is uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I talked about about this a lot last episode, but the the thing about Spider-Man Miles Morales is that it is insanely polished for a uh, licensed game. Uh, Storytelling is great. They're not cutting any corners. Uh, and they've stripped out all the bullshit. Like, it is a precise, focused thing, and everything you do in it is stuff you'll want to do. It's not like you're like, oh, now I gotta go do this stealth thing, or now I gotta go yeah. do this this hacking mini game, and <laughs> right. I gotta go... You know, you could even you could skip those in the last like Spider-Man game where they were just like, "Do you want to do this hacking game?" No, okay. I think but you it was had to be. There. I think you had to be on easy mode because you said that, and then I went back yeah. and jumped in, and I was like, "I don't see a skip this." I mean, yeah. maybe you had to fail one or two, and then maybe. it enables. And it like, I don't okay, know. you suck at yeah. putting pipes <laughs> together. So, <laughs> which I mean, that's that shit is like the easiest puzzle in the world to me. Like that's it is precisely it, like the kind of puzzle that works in my brain is like, oh, yeah. connect that to that. Okay. And in that game, those puzzles were pretty easy, but it was also just like, there's literally no reason to be doing this. I oh, don't no. want to do it. Let me just press X to hack, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, so it just strips all that out. Everything in it is a blast to do. Just flying around, you know, swinging around through the city is so much fun. I, I probably spent an hour or two just swinging around, just going places. Just That's why I never ended up beating the original on uh, PS4 because yeah. I was just like, too busy just dicking around yeah like honestly i was like mary jane wants me to come do something but no yeah i'm just gonna swing around harlem here why not spider-man is just like i should really go see mary jane she probably has a mission for me and you're just like nah i'm listening to podcasts yeah (laughs) i'm listening to all your weird j jonah jameson podcasts and other weird (laughs) audio shit you've put in here um Mm. you know it's a pure video game that's incredibly polished and i am very appreciative to have what has basically been my life's mission in video games, which is to finally find the licensed game that makes the dream a reality, which is basically it could be a movie. I, mm-hmm. I think the storytelling in that mo- in that game could have been a motion picture, and the the 
the way the cutscenes are animated and everything, it's it's high quality. It, it's a very high quality video game, top to bottom. So I know it's basically an expansion to an existing game, mm-hmm. but I don't care. They've they've made my eight to ten hour polished licensed game. That's great. And finally, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So should I finish the first one before I play Miles Morales? Because you guys have definitely convinced me to play it. Yeah. But, so should I go ahead and finish I mean, the first game? There's not necessarily spoilery stuff, but I mean, this does pick up right after that, okay. you know, shortly after the first one ends. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of like little kind of moments where you're just like, oh, yeah, because okay, I'm that... like not even to the point where Doc Ock has turned bad. Probably spoiler, but you know. Well, what? <laughs> Otto Octavius is Doc Ock? Yeah. What? But, uh, but yeah, like I didn't even get to that point. I screwed around okay. so much. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, finish that. Okay. So, anyway, sounds great. Have it, have at it, boys. So, BJ. Yeah. <laughs> what I was probably your got the, I probably got the least time in this. Um, Number one with the bullet, Barbie Horse Adventures, thirty-two X. Yes. <laughs> or whatever Actually, the next I, the next gen version is. I cannot believe it. Actually, it, yeah. I remember all of us buying thirty-two Xs this year for <laughs> our Segas and buying Barbie Horse Adventures and. Mm-hmm. Yeah how much we talked about it in the entire previous year in a chat (laughs) hidden from the entire rest of the world. It was really Um, good, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you can horse Mm -hmm. around. Yeah, there's like ray tracing and stuff. Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, there's actually, yeah, it's a a weird minigame. It's It's really hard to control where you have to trace a man named Ray. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Inside what the matchbook, if you is. can draw this horse, you might be good enough to go to an art school. <laughs> I sent that and thirty dollars uh, yeah. along to the American Academy of Art. Right. Um, yeah. No, but not, really, how do you think I have my career today, friends? Oh, I know. A, a I matchbook know. and thirty dollars. <laughs> yes. Yep. Wait, is um, that Matchbox Thirty? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, it is. Okay. And now so, we are too far into the joke. <laughs> anyway. Um. So if you've listened to this podcast at all this year, I guess you'll probably know that the Fody is is Hades. Um, yeah. I have what? about four and a half hours into Hades. And, and it is... There's no doubt about it. Like, there wasn't a question. Um, I was really late cramming, and I was like, you know, I... I bought this, I bought the fucking thing. I need to just go ahead and pick it up and play for, you know, play for an hour. I can get a sense of this game and I'll have an idea <laughs> of what's, and I'll know whether four it's for me or not. Four hours later. Yeah, four hours later. I literally looked down and I was like, oh, fuck. I have to go to work soon. <laughs> yeah. Um. Y'all remember when I played like 200 hours of Rogue Legacy? Mm-hmm. Um, I know, yeah, and that's not even that, like that good of one. <laughs> I mean, by comparison, yeah. some of these other ones are. I yeah, know, you like it. It's fine. Nothing. I wrong like with Rogue, Rogue Legacy. Legacy. It's it, fine. It has hooked. It's it's got its hooks in me like that. Mm-hmm. Um, farting could be a random trait you get. Right. Exactly. I mm-hmm. it entirely could. Um, I know people have gone on and on and on about how much interesting interaction there is between like what you did in a run and what people say to you after a run. I didn't grasp the depth of it from people's descriptions, but holy shit, that game is tracking a lot of stuff that you're doing and has dialogue options for 
all of it. And mm-hmm. God bless those voice actors. They must be some horse sons of bitches to bring it back to the horse adventures. Well, there's um, one dude who does about six of the voices, so he's got to be the horse dude. Man, it's crazy. Um, And I mentioned something, I don't know if it was when we were recording or not, that I specifically wanted to talk uh, about Hades, or specifically wanted to mention about Hades, and that it's a... It is a PC game with, like, no graphic settings. It has, like, Really? One it's setting. just like, hey, run it. Yeah, it's like resolution. That's it. It's like, are you playing the game? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because my PC is a little bit older, I mean, it's not the oldest, but I went ahead and restarted my machine, and I shut down all the un- all the unnecessary apps and things, and I was like, okay, here we go. Let's let's crack into this. Fired it up, and it's like, all right, play the game. Here you go. And I was like, okay, graphic settings. I got to go, like, now that I've run it, I have to turn off, or I have to close it down, and then I'll go into the uh, NVIDIA GeForce experience and let it, you know, automatically pick all my settings. And so I brought it up, and it's like, windowed, or full screen, Mm-hmm. 1920 by 1080. I was like, are those all the settings? Is this game going to look like shit? Like, are we in for some trouble? And then I fired it up and played it, and no, it's fucking gorgeous. It looks awesome. It plays yeah. awesome. Um, well, I think when they designed so that it could be played on the Switch, PCs were generally a given, <laughs> since that's just uh, 14 GameCube stuck to de- together, or whatever the <laughs> is math is now. Uh <laughs> I mean, the Wii was uh, two GameCubes Wii, taped together. It's two, and then it's yeah. four GameCubes for the Wii U. Yeah. Eight GameCubes. We're at eight GameCubes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's still just, no Metroid Prime. Right. But, yeah, I just couldn't believe the simplicity of that for, for a PC game that came out in 2020 that looks really fucking good, sounds really fucking good, runs really fucking smooth, um and has obviously a ton of stuff like being logged in the background as far as what's going on in your world and what's, you know, um, what's going on in your world and what has gone on in your world. Um, and in addition to all that, it's, it's charming as shit. Um, like it has the best dog in video games in 2020, I think. Mm-hmm. Harlow's looking at me with a, with a face. No, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to think of all my video game dogs from 2020, so I don't know. I mean, the, the best... One. Yeah, it, it, I I like Cerberus. Um, he's I do boy. as well. Um, yeah, but I only like the one head that likes you and doesn't want to kill you. <laughs> oh, I it like seems the other like the other two, two heads. heads don't necessarily like you so much. Eh. Well, one is indifferent to you, mm. and one doesn't like you, I think, mm-hmm. as far as I can mm-hmm. tell. But... Um, I also realized, and nobody told me this, or if they did, I didn't hear it. Um, it's kind of an anime, like all of the. <laughs> so your 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 sprites in the world don't really look all that anime, but whenever they have like, whenever you have a dialogue option, it's like mm-hmm. you're transported directly into one of those, you know, one of them anime games where it's got this <laughs> super, you know, super stylized Japanese animation style character come up. Um, but it's, it's fine the, because I don't know. You know. It was all Greek to me. So 
Yeah. Uh, uh, but those illustrations are, are actually really good, and the little effects that happen while those illustrations are on screen are great. And the voice acting is really, 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 really good. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it just... I am resisting the urge to look look anything up about don't any of it because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Also, I just want to explore it organically. But also, I don't. I resented having to go to work today <laughs> because I wanted to play Hades more. I resented having to eat in between getting off of work and podcasting because I wanted a couple hours worth of Hades and. I'm going to stop talking about it so that I can go play more of it after we podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was the deadliest thing about it for me was it coming out on Switch because I could just take it wherever and play it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it is, roguelikes always have some issue. There's some issue with them along the way that's like, oh man, this would be great if. And Hades is the one that it's just, I don't, there's there's not that thing ever like there's mm-hmm. pl- there's storyline every time every time you go back somebody has something new to say to you somebody has a new conversation with you there's something you know you can give them uh, an ambrosia and suddenly this has opened up a whole new set of things that you could talk to them about just always something always something happening in the levels as well and the levels are so bite-sized that if you have to stop it's like all right, I was only in this for 30 seconds. It's not a big deal. You know, it's like every possible thing, it feels like they've addressed it. It's it's like it's that polished that it just, it doesn't matter what it is. It feels like they thought about it before you even, before it even occurred to you and they fixed it. <laughs> like, like the one complaint I could possibly have is like when you go to the mirror and you set your powers, I didn't even realize the thing on the left lets you switch between two of them. It took me like Wait, a what? dozen runs. Yeah, when you go to the mirror and you're upgrading, yeah. If you go on the left-hand side, yeah, there's like a red s- and a green set of categories yeah. for almost There are two scale. categories for every single um power or whatever or thing that you're upgrading. So you can customize, okay, I I I want to use this one but not this one and they're also really super balanced too. It's like everything is just so balanced because it's like the two they'll offer you, you're like, "Man, I really want this, but then I'd have to give up that." Like, yeah, like, for example, there's the one that, like, you know, lets you come back from death and you have, like, up to three uses, I think it is, if you fully upgrade it. But mm-hmm. the flip side of it is, is, like, you can use it unlimited, but it's, like, only going to bring you back to, like, 25% health and only one time. So it's it's really good if you're dying a lot to, like, scrubs in the regular levels, but it's kind of useless against bosses. So, if, like, if you're dying to bosses, you die once and you're done, whereas before you had three chances, so... It's, mm-hmm. you know, are you dying more often on the standard levels? Or are you dying more on the bosses kind of thing? Yeah. 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 And having the uh, six different weapons means you're going to play it completely differently depending on which weapon you're using. Um, you know, the upgrades to each weapon mean that you're going to play that weapon differently if you do that as well. Like there's just, it's just like they, they thought of how long the tail needed to be on that game to keep you interested. But it also doesn't have like... To me, the randomness of it isn't a detriment like it is to something like Binding of Isaac, which I think Binding of Isaac, it's like, to me, the holy trinity of of Rolex is like Binding of Isaac, Dead Cells, and Hades. And the problem that Binding of Isaac has so often is, I don't know what this is going to do, 
and it gives you a negative effect and it just fucks your entire run. Whereas this one, when you choose a negative effect, you know exactly what it is and you know how long you're going to have to deal with it. And you're going to get a reward for taking that negative effect by the end of when it's done. Like, it just feels like they've addressed everything to make the game as fun and as interesting as possible. And there's something just wonderful about having that and having it come out of early access as polished as it was. And they didn't just make it dog shit difficult like every other early access game seems to do. You know, they, they it's like they cracked that code. And yeah, and like you've said, the the voice acting's great. Have you have you had a run where you've beaten it yet, BJ? No, not yet. Um I have gotten I think I've done about a dozen runs, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Yeah. Um because it's a long it's a long stretch for that first uh the first section Tartarus. Um I've beaten Meg. Mm-hmm. But um I've only done that once so far. Okay. Um so I got yeah. just past Tartarus to Phlebotomist or uh Phlemetic yeah. or that that part the fire is, area. The fire area. I don't like the fire area yet. Um in fact I, I, I very didn't much like dislike it for it. a long time. I've gotten used to how to deal with it. Yeah. I Yeah. I've only been there once, so I have yet to figure out really how to move mm. and how to keep track of everything. Because the first the, the first encounter room was just like a billion things were in that room, and I couldn't, I didn't have time to make heads or tails of what yeah. was going on. So it was yeah. really Tartarus well, is the first world, right? What's that? Yes, Tartarus is the first world, or no, second, first. Tar- yeah, okay, so it's Tartarus. Asphodel. Asphodel, and then, yeah, Fields of Elysium. Yeah. 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 Asphodel, that's it. I will say, like, it also solves the problem with roguelikes where, okay, I finally got to the end and I beat it. And it gives you a reason to keep going through it again. Yeah. I have heard that, but I haven't. Yeah. And I don't know what that means yet. The music in the final area is also some of my favorite video game music ever. Like all the all the music is really good in that game, but like the music at the at, at the very very end is just phenomenal. And yeah, it, it I know we've praised the shit out of it, but like it 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 really it's like one of those games. It's just like I could recommend this to anybody. Like I really even even Chuck I feel like would enjoy it, even though he keeps saying no, I would not play this type of game. I it's just it's like the best parts of diablo and other roguelikes and it's just one of those that is just keeps rewarding you over and over and over and over and it never feels like it's just dicking you around which so many games when they feel like they've stretched it out to have a super long tail it feels like they're just dicking around with you but this one actually feels like it rewards you every single time you play it in in one way or another yeah i mean up until i literally hit the actual end end like there is I don't think there is anything else the game has that it could give me dialogue or options or items or anything. Like, sadly, I think I'm 100% done with it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't think anything else. <clears throat> sorry, I don't think anything else, anything else is going to change on any other runs. So, yeah, but that's a that's a that's a lot of play in that game because there's it a is. lot of there's just a whole lot oh, of stuff. It, it absolutely is. I I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. 
but it, you know, and I mean, it's it's not just my Fody for 2020, but it is it was you know if we were doing our best of the generation episode, it would be my number two game of the entire generation. Like that's how good I think that game is. That's pretty intense. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I could go there yet, um, but I mean, it's in my top five of all time, easily for me. I mean, I can I can safely say that. I don't mm-hmm. think I could possibly play it anymore and form any other opinions. Yeah. yeah, I will be, I will be spending a lot of time, and you will. I know y'all, y'all being the audience, um, are <laughs> probably tired of hearing about Hades, um, but. I'll catch y'all up on the next no quarters <laughs> and how many hours. Cause I'm, you know, I'm playing it on PC. So I've got, you know, easy calculator right there. And I'll say it hits a point where it gets super fun. Is that when you know that no matter what weapons you've got, no matter which weapon you pick, no matter what skills got tossed at you, you can still make a winning run out of it. Interesting. And, and it doesn't mm-hmm. take that many runs to get there, but I feel like, I don't feel like there's a combination it could give me that I wouldn't beat the game on. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I know there are ones I'm not going to have very much fun on it, but (laughs) comparatively speaking, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Whereas something like dead cells or binding of Isaac or whatever, it's like, I'll know, right. I know halfway through, I'm like, Nope, this is just not going to be the one or, or it's just going to be such a pain in the ass that I don't even want to do it. And with Hades, I never feel like it's going to be so much of a pain in the ass that I don't want to even bother. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's just, it's absolutely fantastic game. I yeah, I would I wouldn't ever I want more <laughs> try to say anything spoilery, but I mean I would just try to give you a tip or two if you want if you're open to them is all only because like there are some I know you're just starting, but there there are little things that. I don't know if they're super clear on telling you that you should do <laughs> right away. Um, like Are there any you... that you can give me? Turn on now. God mode. Well, yeah. I mean, I would turn on God mode like immediately. Like go into the options and just immediately go ahead and turn that on because that's... All it no, does... There, there's no penalty for doing that. Like yeah, every, all it every... does is, is increase your resistances each time you die by like yeah. 2%. Mm-hmm. Up to a and you're going to want that later. Yeah, up to a maximum of 80% off damage, which sounds like a lot, but it's it's really not. But the thing is, like, you can then switch it off and it comes right back. You know, it's not like you have to regain the 80. <laughs> you know, you could just you can toggle it on and off. It will always keep the number of times you've mm-hmm. died as its multiplier. Um, oh, and, there, okay. and, and there's no there's no downside. Like, I mean, it, it I don't think there's even achievements on either any of the system. There might no. be steam trophies or whatever, but who gives a shit? But or steam achievements, whatever, but. I'm saying, yeah. like, I don't think and, there's like even any downside to doing it. Yeah, and you will want it because once you've beaten the game, there are modifiers mm-hmm. that they encourage you to use. Because if you just kept going through on the base mode, you won't get any of the rewards when you beat a boss. Because you know, like, you beat a boss, you might get the the blood, or you know, I forget what else you can get. You can get uh, an ambrosia, you know, different items for beating bosses. Mm-hmm. Once you've gotten them all on that weapon and that level, so to speak, you have to turn on some modifiers or you're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it's encouraging you to keep making the game more difficult in weird ways. Yeah. And but so even little cool things, like, I mean, once you have all the weapons unlocked, like, it doesn't explicitly tell you, I don't think, that, like, the little symbols over the weapons telling you that you're going to get bonus stuff for that run. 
it does uh okay. it, it comes up underneath it when you yeah, ooh, yeah it's like yeah, yeah it's like plus whatever yeah. but yeah but yeah i mean it's not super clear about that it's just you know once you've got them unlocked it's like hey we're kind of encouraging you to take this one because you're gonna get a you're gonna get bonus stuff for this run mm-hmm. but, yeah and yeah, that's been part of the fun of this is just talking with harlow about it as well and being like oh man what strategy do you use for this like okay how'd you get that how'd you get that synergy bonus that came up you know that sort of stuff yeah you know once, you, just... once you learn the duo bonuses that's like all you're gonna want to try to run for it's like Okay, if I combo like Artemis's and Zeus's powers together, I'm gonna get this awesome duo boon, and it's you know it just changes the whole fucking game. Mm-hmm. Is that a? They, the thing okay. is, like, it's, it's right, not even so... spoiler because if you go look in the powers, they actually tell you what the prerequisites are. I mean, the game is is just very upfront about what you have to do to uh, achieve any of the like dumb things it might want you to unlock like you know like there's little challenges you get eventually where it's like hey get every one of the duo boons and you're like i've never fucking seen that well it could be some of them require you to actually be running with a certain mirror power or it will never show up this like one type of thing but you can go and look and it's like oh well what are the prerequisites for this dropping oh you gotta have this 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 and it's like oh well i've been doing it wrong because i never i never run with that mirror power you know, so it's like it's just I gotcha. unlike other games where it's like you would have to go outside the game to go look something up on a wiki. It's like it's kind of just right there in the game. Yeah, really, you know. Gotcha. Because I so there was a I'd wondered if there was going to be something like that because there's a I ran into a I got a boon and then the next boon that I got referenced the boon that I had just gotten. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, you could swap or you could just, you know, add one as normal. And I was like, yeah, oh. well, this, the swapping is is just that this is this is more like, OK, if I have a Zeus power and I have a Artemis power, there's a chance that when I see either one, either one of them, they're going to be like, hey, you already talked to her. Well, here, we'll work together and give you this new thing. You know? Right. Well, that's yeah. that's kind of <laughs> yeah, what yeah. I what I meant was like, yeah. you know, they recognized mm-hmm. that interaction. Yeah. So I wonder if they. I was wondering if they were re- if they were going to recognize it in other ways as well. And I guess yep. yeah, the answer is, of course they fucking thought of that because they thought of mm-hmm. everything in this. Yeah, it's like game. an onion where you're peeling back the layers and you keep finding mm-hmm. things. Except the onion is the size of your house. Yes, but lightning rods. That's the duobunda research. That I think is <laughs> okay. the, cool, the coolest goddamn thing in the game. I will try to remember that. Yep. But yeah, there I'm, we go. I'm just excited to play. Like, it's been a a hard year for me to get excited about video games. Um, I don't know why. It's just been that way. Um, so it feels really good to get excited about any video game at all. Like, I'm like, hell yeah, I want to play. Like, I find myself drawn to playing something, and that is one of the things that rocketed it rocketed it up to the top of my list for only having played four hours is like i got that hell yeah video games feeling Mm -hmm. and i really like that hell yeah video games feeling and i would like to feel it a lot more and this did it for me so um that in and of itself is uh an achievement worthy of note especially for for this year and how i felt about playing games in general which has been mostly kind of indifferent with, you know, with a couple exceptions, but yeah, I feel like it sucked up a lot of the oxygen and I don't care. 
Like, it's so good. It was like, I don't care. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I could have been playing other things. And I was like, nope, I don't care. I'm having too much fun with this. And, you know, that's why we play video games, right? To have fun. Theoretically. Yeah. I don't believe it, but yeah. some people. And to think it's just like a $25 game. Oh, yeah. You know, I, that one of the best games of all time is like, a, yeah. I think we all bought it when it was 20 on sale. Because I want to say like, they actually, it was on sale for the, uh, when it first came out. Because I soon remember getting it at twenty bucks, and yeah, then it went up to twenty five, and then it's it was on sale around Christmas, I think, a lot. So. Yeah, it's twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, um, uh, worth it. Yeah, absolutely, um, totally worth it. I wish I had bought it cheaper, but I'm not mad. No, that, you know, it's like I want to support those guys, man. Yeah, I'm at six dollars an hour for it right now, so I I think yeah. we'll, I think we'll work out. <laughs> yeah, my mine and Harlow's uh, value proposition is a little. Uh, a little better. Mine is like that decimal point of a cent that's at the end yeah. of the gas price or something. Is <laughs> like my per hour cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it's pretty just, much still. I've got the Superman three half pennies of, mm-hmm. of per hour now. It's just weird to think about that because when we were when I was looking up games for 2020, you know, see if I missed anything that just slipped through my mind for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. There was a list of the top ten grossing games of 2020. The ones that made the most money. Eight out of the ten were free to play games. And I was like, man, that just it, it it hurts because it's like that's where it's all going, you know? And then to have a game like this where it's just like, no, here's this cornucopia of stuff that's gonna keep giving for literally hundreds of hours. And you only gave us twenty five bucks for it. You know, it's almost like did I rip you guys off? Like, is that what happened here? Yeah, but it's I mean, fine. They, need, they need to sell some Hades merch or something because this is like FTL. I'm like, how can I give you more money? Like, <laughs> I, I yeah, need to I, give you more I money. I bought it on Steam. I was just like, that's no, true. I'm I probably buy it should too. buy it there just because. Yeah. Who is the maker of Super Giant? Super Giant. Oh, yeah, it's Super yeah. Giant. Okay. Yep. And I, I guess I've, I should go buy all their other games as well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I can go buy Pyre. That'll, that'll yep. give them some money. Here the you go, never, gentlemen. The one, I, the one I never played. Yeah. Dropping and I feel like Bastion I own on literally every platform, but it was free on a few of them and like two ninety nine on others. And yeah, yeah, well, yeah I'm pretty I sure I have, I have all their games on Switch now at this point. Yeah, I know I played through Bastion and Transistor, but just I missed Pyre somewhere along the way. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. our 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 twenty twenty. It obviously consisted of a lot of Hades, but I mean there was a lot of other good stuff that came out and. We got new consoles. We were all lucky enough to be able to get at least one of them well, each. All three um, of you I, got got both, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah I mean, thanks to Chuck. Yeah, I was good. Mine, mine didn't happen until 2020, which is fine for the PS5, yeah. but it's, it, yeah, it's still here and allowed me to play some of these. Well, Miles Morales is only kind of cheater game on that list, really, because everything else I actually played in 2020. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, I feel bad that people are having so much trouble getting a hold of them, and and apparently the Series X, it's going to be a while before there are any more out there. So I don't know how their supply chain worked, but yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer for people because I feel like you know new consoles, it, you should guys should be able to get in on it. Yeah, but I'll um, get my I PS5, hope, and I need, we need the we need the stock market fuckery to happen with somehow to like fuck up the retail market or the resale market of uh video game consoles and graphics cards like we need to figure mm-hmm. out some way that we could just like 
take all the money for the people that are sitting on like 40 PS5s right now and just, you know, take away their money and somehow like i, I don't we're just, know you know we saying. need to we need to redistribute we, redis, redistribute their wealth yeah yeah well i mean what we need is like we need some a few brave people that are like willing to spend the 1500 bucks but have you know agree that i have to meet at your place and then we go just go rob the fuck out of their place like later uh did that happen that has happened to at least yeah. One of them? okay yeah. well i'm just saying we need to make it like a like come up with a really good plan that can be used universally like mm-hmm. let's just rip off all the scammers and take yeah. their inventory and redistribute it amongst the masses yeah it would be nice yeah those are the two things like i was determined not to miss well i was slightly determined not to like miss the initial wave on on both major consoles this year because i was like oh look i have the money for it how convenient like um thanks stimulus uh, thanks staying at home a lot Mm -hmm. um stimulus has helped (laughs) like has been a blessing but um yeah, staying at home a lot has has done a whole lot of the helping, mm-hmm. um, and I was just like, when they did the stupid PS5 launch, I was like, motherfucker, this is the year. So so now I'm swapped. Like last launch, I got a PS4 and I didn't mm-hmm. get an Xbox. Now I will have an Xbox and not a PS5. So yeah, fucking hell, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, indeed. I'm pretty yeah. sure Chuck the PS5 whisperer can take care of you. Just if you decide you want a PS5. Yeah, I've got a couple got other things that he's got the power, like <laughs> require money. Yeah, I I've had to. Well, I had to put some money into my car not too long ago. Um, you can take it back out. I mean, it's, you can store stuff in your car. It's yeah, fine. I had to spend some money on my car. Um, oh, and so I, you know, there's money there. This is a weird situation for for me to be in. There's money there, but I don't want to spend it. Um. Because I'm like, holy shit, I have savings and, and mm-hmm. you know, a small emergency fund. And, yeah, like, that's unheard of for me. So I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spend it and then not have it. More like um, emergency PS5 fund, am I right? Yeah. But I also, no, like. I, this is why we work and stuff. We're the devils I, on your shoulder. I, I know. It doesn't work. <laughs> that's the thing. It doesn't work on me. I'm, oh. like, I'm immune to it because I am so good at. Uh, yelling at you guys about it um but yeah i have some other stuff that i need to do first but like i really want to buy a ps4 or a ps5 and a video card and i can't like they're just yeah. not available like yeah a video card you have to buy a, a pc with it in it basically that's the only way people have been much. able to get any access to them is to be like all right yeah. i want to put you put together a pc make sure it's yeah. got a 3080 in it which honestly right. i mean i'm not I'm not saying yay, that's the way, but I mean, I'm kind of okay with that. I kind of already determined like the next time I go for into PC gaming, I'm just going to buy a pre-built system. I'm fucking done with this, like <laughs> trying to make it work myself shit. Nah. Understandable. <laughs> it's, but... it's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not hard. It's, it's but not it's hard, just, but it's when, just it, annoying. when something goes wrong, it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. I, yeah. I get you on that. Um. But yeah, I, I didn't even know how much the, cards were and i found out like a 3060 ti is like 400 bucks and i was expecting all the 3000 series to be like 800 dollars and up mm-hmm. um so i was like oh shit well i could just buy a 3060 which is like 10 times the card mine is i have a 970 um the 3060 ti is so much better than than my current card i could just 
that's my con that's my upgrade for the year that's you, my you could play so much elite yeah i could play elite in vr without worrying about setting my entertainment center on fire that's another thing i want to get is a vr setup because i played mm -hmm. friggin pistol whip and now i'm my brain can't stop thinking about getting a vr setup but them's is video game thoughts sure they are i don't have any more of them i think i'm out no yeah i'm good yeah i mean it's it when did it fall in order come out was that last year <laughs> Did we talk uh, yes. about this last yes. last photos? Okay. Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. I, I don't know why. Like time doesn't mean anything anymore. Like yeah, it really doesn't. It does not feel like we have stopped recording together for a year now. Right. <laughs> as far as uh, in person at the studio. Like the only but, thing I had to go on was like I'm pretty sure I remember talking to people about that at work, and I didn't. I wasn't like at at work very much this year. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully twenty twenty one is a little less weird and hopefully hope we so. all have more time for video games maybe well, i'll lose gonna... my job again and then i'll play resident evil 3 and 4 and just make all eventually get to 8 so i can have the giant woman stomp on me or something i don't know yeah <laughs> she's gonna jab her fingers in your mouth uh no <laughs> do not want they're, but they're long pointy fingers they're I like do not want death death strike is do that not the want. I don't know. <laughs> oh, is that like Death Strike? That, that would be Lady Death Strike. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's got Death Strike fingers. She's going to stick uh, them in your face. No. It's going to happen. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Contact so, information. Yes. <laughs> Get touch with us at noquarters.net. Uh, is everything still on the right hand side of the page, Chuck? Or was that one redesigned? Know. We don't even I know. I have anymore. no idea. Yeah. So uh, anyway, all the socials, whatever it is, slash no quarters net will get you to us. Correct. If you need to email us, email us at where my skull at no quarters dot net, as in the location of my skull, not, you know, a piece of clothing. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, if you like what we do, check us out at patreon.com slash BMF cast, where you can get bonus stuff in exchange for money, which goes to us, helps pay for hosting and microphones and all that sort of stuff which we appreciate it very much and we we give you your money's worth i like to think so absolutely oh, yeah, we yes we got a brand Maybe. new podcast at the three dollar level called hashtag not all x-men which mm -hmm. is a uh mackie and chuck joint where they talk about some comics from back before the <laughs> gutenberg the press i guess yes oh yeah. 1960s yep well it was before steve gutenberg yeah. It was. I mean, it was a star. I mean, probably not born, but right. Yeah, so we got movie stuff, comic stuff, TV stuff. All of them can be yours. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Otherwise, uh, if you guys don't have anything else, let's get out of here, huh? Uh, okay. All right. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. <laughs> and this is No Quarters Out. <laughs>